This is a podcast by The Straits Times. Well, it's coming up to 5.14. Uh, yeah, time for our Spot On here on Money FM 89.3. Welcome to Spot On here on Money FM. And here with us right now, the sports uh, podcasters from the Straits Times who have their own uh, sports uh, podcast. It's called The Game of Two Halves. Well, I'm Bert Lim. With me are our sports uh, correspondents from the Straits Times. We have uh, Sazali Abdulaziz, uh, Jonathan Wong, uh, Lolin Fong. Thanks for dropping by, guys. Thanks, Bert. <laughs> and also, uh, we have a special guest today, uh, National uh, Pentathlete uh, Shemaine Tong is our guest here today. Uh, welcome as well. So today we're going to be talking quite a bit uh, in this uh, segment. Uh, first off, we're going to kick off with the uh, Rugby World Cup. And obviously we're going to cover the Singapore Premier League and also the uh, modern uh, pentathlon as well. That's at the, the win at the World Champs. So how did uh, South Africa manage to, to win uh, the cup? Uh, tell us, uh, Jonathan. It was quite an amazing performance. And I think a lot of people forgot that South Africa actually lost their first match to the All Blacks. Mm-hmm. And I think that loss was actually very useful for them because they sort of like uh, took a look back at what they did right and what they did wrong, and, and it sort of forced them to go back into basics and and sort of really focus on what they did well and to use their strengths, which was their physical power. And I think against uh, England in the final, you could see that you know, South Africa just didn't make any mistakes or they minimized their mistakes and. I mean, the number of times that they won the scrum and forced penalties from from the English uh, was amazing. And I think there was this one sequence as well in the first half, I think, where England were inside five metres of scoring a try. Mm-hmm. And for two, three minutes, you know, they were just hitting and hitting and trying to get past the, the spring box. And they just couldn't score that try. And I think that made such a big difference psychologically, you know, for, for the spring box to, 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 to know that, to go into halftime knowing that, you know, we can stop them. Mm-hmm. And it crushed the, the, the English as well. Mm-hmm. Well, I think one thing I noticed about the South Africans is that um, they were actually not, not overly rated, not highly rated. Yeah. I mean, the, the semifinals, or rather the finals, uh, a lot of people were rooting for England to win. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I mean, I think, uh, you know, there's also the, a bit of... Uh, Media bias, I guess, and you know, with with the with the English, you know, everyone, whether it's football or you know, rugby or whatever, we, we sort of hype them up. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think fair play to to the Springboks. I think they deserved it. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's talk about the tournament right now. How how successful do you think the the World Cup uh, has been for 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 the organizers for Japan uh, for this time around? Massively, I think it's been a. It's been everyone has talked about how it's been the best World Cup from from many different angles. Uh, I think I saw a stat- statistic the other day where I think ninety nine percent of all games was full of all the stadiums were full for all the matches. I mean mm-hmm. that that's amazing. And I think financially, I, I saw something that said that the the operational profit is one hundred and sixty one hundred seventy million pounds. Mm-hmm. And which is the most of any World Cup. Mm. So I think from both, uh, and, and you could see the, the locals, you know, they were really into the action on the field and, and sort of like the, the atmosphere was fantastic. So I mm. think both from an operational, from a money perspective, they made money. And from a uh, fans perspective, you know, people were engaged, people came out to watch. And, and I think on, on television as well, you could see, you know, the... The crowds were really good. Mm-hmm. And, and talking about uh, the, the organisers, I mean, let's not forget the Japanese uh, rugby team as well. I think they played very well. So, yeah. so I really wonder what's, what's next for the, for the Japanese uh, rugby team. Yeah, I mean, the sky's the limit for, for Japan. I mean, they won all four of their pool games. They beat Ireland. They beat Scotland. I mean, I think we also forgot they pushed South Africa quite close mm-hmm. in, the, in the quarterfinals for one half before they, they lost. 
There's also next year there's the Tokyo Olympics and mm. there's also rugby sevens there. So there's a lot of uh, momentum built up from this from this team, uh, and you know. I think there's talk of them maybe joining the six, na- six nations or mm-hmm. you know playing against better teams on a more regular basis, which will only help uh, the, the standard of Japanese rugby to grow. Mm. So I think it's 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 a very good uh, base. Uh, I think in 2015 when they beat when they shocked South Africa to win, uh, everyone talked about how they have so much momentum, but they didn't really capitalize on it. But I think this year is this time is different because one it was. The rugby, the, the World Cup was hosted in Japan, and you know you also have the Olympics coming up, so you have like a two-year back-to-back sort of big e- events. Mm-hmm. Well, that's uh, Jonathan Wong, of course, commenting about the uh, recently concluded Rugby World Cup over in Japan and how South Africa managed to win the cup. Well, let's move on next to our good friend, a regular uh, <laughs> contributor here on our show, Sazali. Uh, well, the the Singapore, the local football season officially ended uh, over the weekend, and Tampines Rovers FC winning the. Singapore Cup. I mean, uh, DPMM FC, of course, uh, they wrapped up the uh, Singapore Premier League title last month. What has been the, the season so far, Sazali? Um, you know, honestly, the season has been a really exciting one. Uh, there have been plenty of um, you know goals. I think it's uh, one of the highest scoring seasons uh, in recent years. Uh, there have been uh, a lot of exciting games. Um, and, you know, the title race was the closest we've seen for at least, uh, I think we did a story, it was I think three or four seasons where, you know, we had three teams, you know, with three games left still in the running for the title. So, mm-hmm. I think overall excitement, you know, you couldn't really ask for more. Um, I'm also really heartened by you know the youngsters uh, coming through because I think last year when they implemented the rule of of having um, under 23 players uh, a set number of under 23 players in each team, I wasn't really sold because I thought like you know youngsters should earn their place in the team and not you know be have spaces in the team for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and although some coaches have sort of given me that feedback like yeah you know some players slack off and stuff like that, but I think the pros outweighs the cons. You know we saw in. Um, you know, last Saturday Singapore Cup final. You know, Joel Chu, 19 years old. He's still a very skinny boy. He's mm-hmm. still only uh, 19, but he scored a wonderful goal uh, mm-hmm. to help Tampines win. Um, so I think yeah, there's there's uh, been a, a lot to smile about uh, for Singapore football this year. Okay, well, the Football Association of Singapore also honoured the best of uh, local football at their annual awards night uh, last Thursday. I mean, were there any surprises? You can make arguments that there were surprises, and 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 you can also defend the choices made. You know, so uh, you know Faris Ramli, for example, of Haugang, he was in a team that finished third, scored 16 goals, uh, but he was named player of the year. Uh, whereas the top scorer, Andre Varunko, uh, didn't win the prize. And, you know, I was sat next to the DPMM table and uh, <laughs> uh, let's just say they weren't too happy. They expected Varunko to, to pick up the player of the year gong I as well. See. But, you know, that, that's the thing. There was very little to separate them. And I, I, I do believe you, you can't just go by numbers. You know, there, there has to be more... Uh, weight and um, you know DPMM coach Adrian Pennock said you know it's a it's a very democratic way of of finding a winner. Everybody has a vote. Uh, the, the club uh, officials and general managers mm-hmm. are, are the ones who decide. So yeah, I guess everybody just generally accepts uh, the winners because you know everyone uh, uh, who was nominated uh, was deserving. I would say, however, Gelang uh, coach No Ali would have been my pick for. Coach of the Year uh, mm-hmm. because his team stunned so many people and they reached the the, the you know uh, Singapore Cup semi-finals they, they right. eventually finished third and his team you know barely have any national he, he developed two players who eventually got right. called up for the national team you right. know, and the rest were all schooling or in NS <laughs> or you know or, or, or 
players without a club at the start of the season. So I think he's done a fantastic job. Okay, so very quickly, Suzali, what do you hope to see in the Singapore Premier League next season? Um, I think, well, I guess the number of fans at stadiums. Like I said, mm. um, if you if you do go to games this year, um, you'd see that there are goals, there are excitement. So so the action on the pitch um, isn't you know lacking per se, um, and you know maybe more visible outreach from the SPL could help. You know, I remember a few years ago the S League actually did um, outreach program where they 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 had they, they had a tie up with SMRT and they had you know players uh, stickers on trains and stuff like that mm-hmm. and then uh, so something like that would would increase the visibility of of the league uh, in you know in um, uh, in the eyes of most Singaporeans and I think that that would help great great okay that's uh, Suzali there helping us with uh, analysis on the Singapore Premier League so we're halfway point of our podcast right now uh, if you like uh, the Straits Times uh, spot on and also the game of two halves you can listen to us live right here on Money FM 89.3 at about 5.15 every Monday or you can subscribe to the game of two halves on Apple Podcasts uh, Google Podcasts or Spotify and like us give us a rating as well now back to the second half of our conversation with our ST Sports uh, podcast is uh, a modern uh, pentathlete, uh, Shermaine uh, Tung, won Singapore's first ever medal at the UIPM uh, Biathlon and Triathlon World Championships in Florida in October 27th, just, just not long ago. Uh, Shermaine is here with us in the studio. Tell us about the race and how special the win that was uh, for you, Shermaine. Hi, everyone. Uh, thank you for having me here on Money FM. It's a great honour. Okay, so what is modern pentathlon? Mm-hmm. A lot of people usually ask me that question when right. I tell them, oh, I do modern pentathlon. Most right. of them will be like, Modern pen, penta, what? Penta? <laughs> yeah, so basically, it's a sport with five disciplines. So you have shooting, swimming, running, fencing, and horse riding. Mm-hmm. So over the years, um, UIPM, which is the International Federation, they have actually separated it into, they broke it down into different categories. Like, for example, triathlete is swim, run, shoot. Mm. And laser run is just run and shoot. Mm. So this is to make it more accessible to the world, or rather to public, especially to younger athletes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because to do horse riding at maybe like age nine it's quite risky i would say mm-hmm. yeah so this race was actually more for my preparation um coming up towards sea games it was to give me exposure and as well to really simulate this whole competition um exposure and also like how nervous i was and everything mm-hmm. so the reason why it's so special because um first of all it's my first competition sure, sure. i can imagine <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i was really nervous yeah and also it was um, singapore's first medal mm. and also my first medal so that actually means something not just for myself but for the sport in general mm. because um i would like to see this sport take off and grow in singapore starting right. from <laughs> okay, wonderful. Yeah. Okay, there's also an interesting story uh, we heard uh, Shermaine about an official at the race told her mother about the Singapore flag. What is it all about? Can you tell us? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that story is actually something that everybody has asked me. If I was to Google, this story would actually be number one on trending. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, everybody was shocked that somebody actually said that. But he actually said that more like... Um, out of good humour mm-hmm. Yeah Because we are all Pretty close And we're all joking So mm. How this happened Was that um, One day before The first competition Started mm. um, I went out With my mother To the conference room To get my accreditation And also to register 
And then uh, my mom was holding two Singapore flags, the okay. big one, the really huge one, right. and also a smaller one, the sure. ones that you know you place outside your, you hang outside your HDB blocks and everything. Right. So my mom actually asked the official, like, oh, um, do you want me to give you the big flag? Like, mm. do you need it? Mm. Yeah. So after that, the official was like, oh, there's no um, flag ceremony this, this time around. So you can just leave the big flag at home. No flag ceremony. Yeah. Okay, okay got it. Yeah, yeah. no flag ceremony. Mm. So um, then my mom was like, oh, how about a smaller flag? So he said, oh, that one, um, it, you can actually use it if you have a podium finish. So my mom, you know, being ambitious and all, <laughs> she was like, okay, okay, maybe, yeah, you know, who knows. So and then the official was like, unless, unless you have like a podium finish. Because honestly, Singapore has been um, the underdog for mm. modern pentathlon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we usually set in only about like one or two people to every competition. So um, really no... Nobody expected Singapore to win something. Mm-hmm. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, so that's how the whole story goes. Great, great. Well, you are up against some of the best uh, in the world. What was the experience like, uh, Shemaine? Oh, it was really great. It was it was like shaking hands with Obama. You have this like very fangirl moment inside of you. Mm-hmm. So um, at the starting line, I was really nervous. I had like so much race jitters. But my mom really helped me with that. She was like, just go do your best. Um, try not to collapse and try not to faint. Mm-hmm. But even if you do, the paramedics are cute. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, that, so she really helped to calm me down, I would say. Mm-hmm. But it's really more about me being nervous because... Um, um, most of them, they are really experienced. One of them, she just qualified for Olympics mm-hmm. um, from America. So, um, just being next to all these giants in this sport, um, I would say it's a really good experience. And you can really see how how much room for improvement I have to make in order to actually reach their stage. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you'll be competing in the SEA Games uh, in the Philippines next month. What, what events will you be racing in and, and what goals have you set for yourself? For the upcoming SEA Games, there are actually um, four events in total. So there will be laser run, which is run and uh, run and shoot. There will be for individual and mixed relay. And there's also triathlon, which is run, shoot, swim. And that is also for individual and mixed relay. So um, as the only girl going for the SEA Games, I'll be taking part in all four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which um, I would see is one of the main challenges that I have to overcome. Um, because based on my experience in Florida, the World Championships I was competing For only three days mm-hmm. But After the second day My whole body Was going into A shutdown Oh goodness <laughs> Yeah so I can imagine How it's going to be Like in SEA Games Right right So you were previously A shooter At this, as a sports school Before switching to uh, Modern uh, Patathlon And did, did kayaking For seven years <laughs> I hear Before returning To the sport again So what, what brought Your return to the sport mm. Okay, so after I left shooting in secondary four, um, I went to Singapore Polytechnic and I was like, okay, maybe I should pick up shooting again. Mm. But then they didn't have shooting as a CCA. So I was like, okay, I'll try something new, completely new. So I went to kayaking, which was a good choice because joining kayaking actually helped me to build my strength and also um, basically made me faster and stronger. Mm -hmm. So I did it for seven years and all this while my mom was like, why not you try going back into pentathlon? Mm. Like she did that consistently for all seven years. Right. Yeah, because I was also in Singapore Polytechnic, also in a track team and also doing biathlons. Mm-hmm. So basically my fitness was always there. Mm. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah, so, so <laughs> I thought about that for quite some time. And then after seven years, my last competition in 2018, 
Falconing, I was like, okay, you know what? Maybe it's time. And like, there's a saying that goes, um, you know, it's time to leave your spot where you sure. can actually leave without regrets or actually looking back. Okay, so we wish you all the very best. Shemaine uh, Tong, the national pentathlete, uh, will be taking part in the SEA Games yeah, come uh, next month. And thanks to our other friends here in the studio as well, Jonathan and Sazali. This, of course, is, uh, is uh, spot on and uh, a game of two halves if you're catching us on podcast right now. That was an SPH podcast by The Straits Times. Find us on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts or streaming on Google Home. Do feedback to us at podcast.sph.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at The Straits Times and The Business Times online.